Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Welcome to the Toy Photographers Podcast. I'm your host today, Shelley, and I am joined by my friend Scott Metzger. Did I, Scott, did I pronounce yep. that right? A hundred percent. Yep, that is it. Fabulous. Welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited that you're here. I'm a huge fan of your Instagram feed and the photos that you create. And I really wanted to just chat with you about your process. But before we get going, let's back up a little bit. And could you introduce yourself? Yeah, I am Scott Metzger, um, known on Instagram as fstop underscore rebel. Um, I've been, you know, doing my thing now for about a year. And uh, it's it's been an interesting ride with all of you. Um, I have met a lot of really cool people and I'm, I'm having fun meeting more and more of you. <laughs> so it's a great thing. Scott wrote a why post about how he got into toy photography on the blog. So if you want to get take a deep dive into his background, I suggest you read his story. It's actually pretty interesting. And he comes to toy photography from a slightly different angle than pretty much anybody that I've run across at this time. So I, I recommend you check that out and I'll have a link in the show notes. But Scott, I asked you onto the podcast for two reasons, because uh, you do two things on your Instagram feed that I find totally fascinating. And one of them is that you always post in threes. And the <laughs> other one is you started this in the style of series. So can you first tell me how you came about photographing and posting in threes? What's behind that? So the threes had, uh, I've always been fascinated by trilogies in general. Um, I also like stories that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, I like that idea. I like the idea of an arc, um, even if it's in uh, like a visual art, musical art. Um, when I, I went to school for um, classical music, um, you know, I enjoy orchestral pieces that fall into three movements. I've always really... I think it's a good balance. I think it feels right. I'm not saying it's the only way um, at all. It's just, it's something that I've always felt comfortable in. And when I started doing Instagram, like pre-toy photography, um, my own personal page, I started noticing just the way that the feed flows. I really liked the this sets of three sets of six sets of nine. And I like the way that the, the format would kind of flow. If you scroll through the entire thing, top to bottom. Um, and I just kept playing with that. And the more I played with it, the more I became obsessed with it um, where it was no longer just like, Oh, I kind of like the way it looks. It's like, it almost feels weird not to do it. Um, and uh and yeah, I just, I embraced it more and more. I started seeing artists on Instagram who um, really thought about the appearance of their feed top to bottom, not just the day to day. And I was really attracted to that. Um, oddly enough, there were people in um, like the hip hop community doing it and, uh, and just, you know, other, other areas. <laughs> and I was like, I really love this. So I really wanted to try to do that when I started really focusing on a, an Instagram page that felt a little bit more curated. I wanted to kind of stick to a, stick to a flow and um, yeah. And I, I just really embraced the, the sets of three and I've done some sixes and I think my biggest so far has been a series of nine. Um, but in general, they've, they've stayed relatively consistent. That, that takes a lot of discipline. I think that's part of the what is so fun about this is as somebody who um, can have a tendency to get a little obsessive and uh, let's just say has a tendency towards workaholic natures. Um, it's a really fun way to kind of like create that sense of control and feel like you know 
this is the rule. This is how I have to do it. But yet it's with something so fun and light as photographing toys. Um, so I think maybe it's that like dichotomous relationship <laughs> that I really enjoy. So there's a, there's a control aspect and then there's the fun, frivolous, silly aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're having both at the same time. I'm sitting here playing with toys, but yet at the same time, I'm trying to like very seriously, you know, create a visual experience for the people scrolling through my feed. Um, and I, I think there's, you know, and, and thinking about that and trying to maintain that, um, you know, cause I don't, I don't maintain a lot of the, um, the Instagram algorithm odds and ends, you know, the, Oh, you post at this time every day, or you have to post this many times. Like I I'm not like really good at that. And I'm, I'm fine not being great at that. Um, I do it when I can, but if I can keep at least some consistency in the way it appears at the end, um, that's sort of what I go for. So I, uh, I, I control what I can. <laughs> okay. So you said you're obsessive and you like to post in threes. Uh, so how does it feel for you when it's on an odd number? Like your, hmm. when your when your grid is out of sync. So I typically will post even when I, when I post in general, I don't let it last too long in the, uh, in the phases between those threes, which is kind of funny. Um, I will typically, typically post all three images from a set of three within usually less than 48 hours. Um, usually, um, like right now, I think I'm, I'm, 99% sure that I'm off like by one and uh and it's and it's irking me um <laughs> but I have the photo I just haven't put it up yet um but it's uh yeah it's it's funny I do typically try to go you know one 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 all within a pretty close span and then I won't really post again until I'm confident that I have a another chunk of three or six or nine um, I typically will not just post a one-off photo. Um, I want it to have kind of a, a connection. And even, even if they're not the same characters, even if they're not the same, um, they don't even need to necessarily be from the same storylines or anything like that. But I, as long as they feel like they belong together. Like if I would want to see them in a gallery, like in a row, like threes, I would, I'm cool with them all being posted in a row. I want to just back up just a little bit. And you mm -hmm. have mentioned your, you study classical music and, yeah. and you clearly follow hip hop and other musicians on Instagram. So is that part of your creative inspiration? I would definitely say so. Um, it, art's a, a really curious thing. And I feel like anybody who just sticks in themselves into one particular box is really missing out on a lot of um a lot of other aspects of of you know where your brain is capable of going um it's because it is funny like people have asked me questions like that like oh you know do you are you influenced by any like video games or you know what star wars movies are you influenced by and it's it's funny, a lot of the times when I'm editing, even though there's Star Wars photos, I'm not necessarily thinking about Star Wars. Sometimes I'm not even like, I don't even have the, you know, movie running in my head. I'm not listening to the, the soundtrack or anything like that. Sometimes I'm thinking about something completely different. Um, and uh, I think that that's the fun part about the creative process is connecting yourself to other other areas seeing what other people do what other people do that you can't do like maybe something that or not that you can't do but maybe it's not your forte something you're not comfortable with um and i will you know i like that i like learning about art forms that aren't ever going to be in my wheelhouse <laughs> like i enjoy that so yeah i would say those things do they influence the way i photograph i mean even like i said down to the the threes like i do think in movements still even though i'm not I don't really do classical music anymore as a, you know, career path or even necessarily as a hobby, but it's still in my brain. Like I still think symphonically and it's a, you, you don't get rid of those things. Um, every artistic skill that you acquire 
sticks with you um, in one form or another, I think, honestly, until you're, until you're no longer of this world. Um, I think that's, that's the fun of it. So yeah, yeah you- I definitely think it's, it's an influence there those experiences it's not like you can have them and then suddenly ignore them no no you don't you don't forget that it's and you shouldn't and even if you don't do it anymore you shouldn't forget the things that you learned during that time and that's something i've had to even work on not to get super deep but you know as i've done different things as i've moved in different directions in my life remembering that don't just close the door on something completely and try to forget you ever did it because it served a purpose at that time. Um, and it was important. So I guess there, there's my soapbox. <laughs> it, 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 it's the creative process, not, not a mm-hmm. soapbox. It's, it's really, you're a longtime creative. You come from the music background. You come from actually lots of different interesting backgrounds. There's a real discipline to learning a musical instrument, uh, composing or, or any kind of you know, musical, the practice. And I feel like you're bringing that discipline to your photography. Trying to, I'll, I'll tell you that. I definitely, it's discipline is, uh, again, it's, it's definitely a part of this because trying to, and I know we'll probably get into this, but even the, the whole, in the style of that I started doing, um, was a, it was a combination of Steph and I discussing the idea of doing it. But for me, it, it really was a lot of like trying to force myself to just do photos every week, no matter what, because I was finding myself getting a little too nitpicky. Um, and this, you know, putting a little bit of that, that pressure on, not in a bad way at all. There, there's no negativity behind that, like that idea of pressure. It's completely positive. Um, but having that little bit of pressure in the back of your mind, I think it, it helps keep you moving. It helps keep that discipline going. Cause that's in, in the music world. I mean, anybody who is out there is an artist, musician, creator, whatever. Um, and if you're trying to, you know, make a mark or make your presence known, you know, you can't, you, you can't slip up. It's, it's a, you constantly thinking about it. You're constantly trying to do new things. And, um, and, you know, that's, that's a, the healthy mind of an artist. It's not necessarily about, you know, how many people know about you or how successful you are. In my opinion, if you're continuously learning new things and making yourself do the art process, you've won in my book. So <laughs> that's, that's my opinion on that. It's like creativity as a lifestyle. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's back up. I maybe a lot of people don't know who Steph is. So can you introduce Steph since you brought her in? I would she, love to. And also, <laughs> would you consider her your accountability partner? So she is beyond my accountability partner. I mean, she is. She really. She's got me moving. She's good at that. Um, you and know, it's basically like oh, and Steph. Yes, yeah, Steph is if. Any of you do not know, uh, at Stalagmite Thrilla um, is her handle. Uh, she's an unbelievably brilliant toy photographer and super fun um, human being. And uh, she, yeah, she has definitely, you know, she doesn't, she kind of got me to do the whole, the, the podcast thing with her and, and doing these things and interacting with these people and forcing me to stay more active on Instagram and, understanding how it all works and stuff because uh i think yeah sometimes you need that person in the creative field that you're in to kind of drive you i've always had that no matter what i was doing no matter what my you know whether it was music art photography whatever the case was i feel like i've always had a uh, you know that partner in crime who kind of kicks you in the kicks you in the rear once in a while (laughs) gets you moving so I think that's one of the things that musicians have over photographers is that you're often in a group or you're playing with somebody or with a group and photography. So you have that built in accountability, like you have to hold up your end of the bargain. And with photography, it can be very a solo and you're, yeah. you're left to your own devices. So it's nice to have that in your life. Someone who is writing you. And yeah, pushing you. it is. Absolutely. I think that you're, you're right on with that. Music tends to be so, um, 
yeah, partner, community, trio, quartet driven. Um, you're in groups of people. You've got, you know, people you're constantly working with, you know, but when you're in a creative space, that's why I think, you know, writers and photographers and artists get these blocks sometimes is they're not, they don't always have somebody like, you know, next to them that they're discussing their ideas with. And, you know, where are we going next? A lot of time is spent just kind of by yourself being creative, <laughs> you know? So what's your goal for yourself and your viewers with your photography? <laughs> my goal, my, this is, this is a funny one. It's uh, I, I want to make sure. And I, this is something I've, I've reiterated um, to people. I just want to make sure it stays fun. Um, as long as this continues to be an escape for me and a, an opportunity to step away from just, the day in and day out sometimes, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, we're in a busy world. We're, we're all busy people doing busy people things. And um, if it can continue to be that thing that, you know, I can, my meditation, if we want to call it that, if, if it can be my, my Zen space, um, that is the goal. And the goal is to meet as many fun, interesting, creative people as I can possibly meet. Um, those are the, the general goals of this whole thing. In a more personal manner, <laughs> shall we say, um, I have definitely been using this over the past year as a way to, I don't want to say reintroduce myself, but remember how much fun being creative and how much fun art can be. Um, I posted about this recently. I think it's very easy. The older you get to forget that creating just to have something at the end <laughs> is it's something we forget. And um I want to keep remembering that. I want to remember that, you know, sometimes you don't have to create something just with the hope for reward or, you know, how is, how am I going to benefit from this creation that I've made? Sometimes it, that is the reward, just your end product. And, um, and, you know, kids are so good at that. I think that's what's so appealing about you know, playing with toys is uh, kids are great at just creating things just for the sake of creating things. They're not hoping for some, you know, great financial cash in or anything like that because of their creation. They're doing it because they want that thing to be created. Um, and I think I kind of described it in the, in my last post, something about the idea of, you know, it, it, we focus so much on the end, the end result that we forget to enjoy that space between, um, you know, the creation start, the idea and the end product. We forget about that area. And, uh, I think that's super important. I think it's super important for writers, creators, artists to enjoy that space because, you know, that's some of the best stuff. <laughs> and that's where more ideas come out of. I couldn't agree more. And in fact, for me, that's like the only thing that matters anymore is the space yeah. in between the idea and the finished product. Everything else oh. is like, I mean, I have so many photos right now on my computer that need to be edited. And honestly, I can't be bothered. No, who me, cares? It was, it was all the creation that was where it was at. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take us back because I think that there's a little bit more than that going on in your photos and that's why you're here scott is this <laughs> in the style of can you explain mm -hmm. what's going where this come came from i know you kind of alluded it a little bit yeah. to your conversations with steph but what's going on there what are you up to all right the in the styles of um firstly again there was a bit of accountability that i wanted i i we've I think for both of us, for Steph and I, it was a great way to kind of force ourselves to, you know, constantly be shooting, even if we didn't have any of our own ideas. But I think the important thing about the in the style of was when I started, when we started thinking about the idea, I really loved, I love 
deep dives. I love research. I love, I love, I love it. I'm, I'm a lunatic when it comes to this kind of stuff. I love dissection. I always loved that even when I was in like, you know, music, studying music theory, studying music history. I love it. I love breakdowns. And I really, really enjoy getting up close to people's art when I go see it in, in person, which thanks to COVID have not done in a while, but um, I do love that. And when I used to um, run the gallery in New Jersey, one of the projects I had actually done there, uh, not really a project, it was more of just a, it was just a social media project. I would do this like little series called Up Close and Personal. And I would get like super, super uncomfortably close to people's work and find little details that I thought were really interesting. And I thought it was really fun because sometimes um, the artists would respond and they were, they didn't even realize that they had done it or, you know, they were like, wow, thank you for pointing that out. I didn't realize. Um, I've always liked looking for things like that. Um, I had another series on my personal page that I had done for a while called light spots where I would look for just in an area. It didn't matter where it was. I would look for like these little tiny, just anywhere where light was peeking through somewhere and hitting a spot that looked a little odd. And um, it all comes, I think from that, that, that way of thinking. And so I got really excited when this was the idea because it gave me a chance to just, take people's work, really look at it and look at it with a 100% positive light. I'm not going in there trying to be an art critic. I'm not trying. I don't, I don't care about that. Like I'm going in there looking for the great things that people make the things that, you know, what makes their brain tick. And I try not to get, you know, super psychological on them or anything. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable but you learn a lot about people when you start seeing the way they do things. And, um, and yeah, I think it's just the, the challenge of that, the challenge of trying to find, you know, what makes this person do something that stands out versus what this person does that makes them stand out. Like, what are those details? You know, we're all shooting toys. We're all shooting, you know, these action figures, Legos, whatever they are. But what, like makes one person's work look one way and one person's another. And um, I think, yeah, it was just, and it was an opportunity to just get to know people better too. Like that for me is, is huge because this past year has been super, super antisocial for somebody who's very social. Like I am, it's a very bizarre thing. So it was, it was just another way to <laughs> interact with people, I think too, and get closer. So I think you realize what I've always realized is that people reveal so much about themselves in their photos, whether yes, they know they it do. or not. Yes, they do. And it doesn't matter if you're taking photos of your, your kids, if you're taking photos of your vacation, like you, it could be a snapshot on your phone. There's part of you is in that image and the way you see things, it means a lot. And, uh, and yeah, whether that means you're somebody who's, you know, setting up a great scene or you're just really quickly doing a, a drive-by photograph, um, you're in that photograph too. Um, and I think that's, that's what's kind of fun. I think that's the neat thing about what we all do. So when, once you dissect somebody's photos and understand a little bit better where they're coming from. I don't think we can ever really understand completely where everyone, anyone no. is coming from because no, it's impossible. they are themselves, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the, that's the fun thing. That's the fun limitation is, you know, no matter how well I think I'm getting somebody, I'm never going to get everything top to bottom. It's impossible. And I think that, that, is, that sense of mystery there too is enjoyable in and of itself. The fact that I knowingly go into this, with no chance of getting it a hundred percent right. I think there's, there's, that's fun. I actually enjoy that. So. So it feels like you're holding up your lens, like a funhouse mirror to someone else's persona and coming away with something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. honestly, Scott, when I look at all you, all these images that you've created, I know you've done them in the style of, 
Yeah. But I still see you. There's still me there. Absolutely. And, uh, and there, but there, there's actually, there's something special about that too, because, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, I've said this to Steph a few times. I never ever wanted it to be a straight up imitation. I always wanted to make sure that it never felt like just like, Oh, I'm going to take this photo and I'm going to try to make it exactly the same because I mean, you, people can do that. That's a, that's a thing that can be done, but to, to find the details, to find the things that are really specific and trying to bring that out, but still photograph the way you photograph, I think is, I think there's something there. I think there's something really fun with that part. Um, it's, I, I like when I'm done with an image and I can see that it's still my photograph, but where I can see all the details from, you know, whoever it was, um, where I, when I'm looking at it, I go, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's definitely, that was important. And, and I've really tried to make a point of every single one I've done so far. Um, I guess we've done like 10, 10, 11, something like that. Every single one I've done so far, I've tried to at least try one thing, sometimes two, at least one thing though, that I've never done in a photograph before. Um, just because I think that's important. It stretches you a little bit. Um, so I've tried to make sure that I at least do it once and then sometimes a little bit more, but, and sometimes it's something simple. Like I, when I did, you know, MJ's style, um, chef toy RD, um, he shoots with a phone exclusively. I've never shot with my phone before to take my toy photos. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to try it. Like, why not? And just see what happens. Like, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but I mean, it, it, it would be fun to see what, how it works. Um, and then, yeah. And then you look for other elements too, but that was, that was a, a stretch for me or, um, Justin, um, shoots square a lot. And I was like, I felt this need to kind of shoot in square and just try it. Cause I don't shoot in square ever. Like I never shoot in square. I've never really done it. And um, even, you know, photography prior to toy photography, I'm just not a square shooter. And, uh, and it was, that was fun. It was a fun little stretch for me to try to think in a ratio that I'm not comfortable with or familiar with. So even if it's just a little detail like that, sometimes doing something that you haven't done before is, is really, really enjoyable. <laughs> I like it. So after trying on all these different styles since for the, since uh, earlier this year, what do you, th what do you think is you've learned from this deep dive? Oh my gosh. So much. Um, I've learned things that I want to keep trying. I've, I've learned that it, it's very easy for all of us and all artists, all creatives to get very comfortable in your ways. Um, I mean, you you know it Shelly I am a Star Wars fan and that is what I shoot and this I stepped back from Star Wars several times um and it was fun I loved it you know I shot Legos I'd never done it before and I shot Legos and I now this has made me think like oh all right Maybe I want to do some of my own photography, take some of the things I learned from these people um, and, you know, bring it into my own creative ideas and, and, you know, use the things that I've learned, some of the skills. It's like doing any sort of exercise. It, it is. It's, it's an exercise at this point. Like when you stretch yourself you're going to get better at those things. And then you can take those things and put them into your day to day. They always talk about like understanding music theory and scales and jazz. I think it's like an old, like Miles Davis quote. Um, I'm there's some musician listening right now. Who's just going, Oh my gosh, what is he talking about? Um, but uh, there's this, something where he talks about how like, you know, it's really important. You got to like, you got to learn all your theory, know all your scales, be really comfortable with them. But then when you get on stage, you got to forget everything and just let it happen. And I think there's something there with photographing like other people is if I exercise those parts of my 
my brain and those different things I wouldn't have tried, I'll be more comfortable doing it on my own later. Um, like, for example, the Legos hadn't tried it. And it may sound weird to some people, but when you move into different scales, it can be a little disorienting. Like, as far as even what lens am I putting on? What, how am I going to set this up? What kind of props do I want to stick in there? How do I make this work? Um, but now that I did it in order to, you know, try to use the style of another photographer, I'll be more comfortable next time doing it. And then I'll do it again. And then I might try it again and again and again. And then before you know it, I'm like, oh, okay. I understand Legos now. This makes a lot more sense to me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think there's something really there. Like I, yeah, I could shoot six inch star Wars figures all day, but to do it, do something different, I think is important. Like, you know, no matter how good you are at a particular thing, do something that you're not good at. It's only going to make you a better, you know, creator. So when you, when you move into a different style of toy, like from six to 12 or six to, to a macro or to Lego, or even from any of them into something that doesn't move at all, mm -hmm. you, you really, you're, you're instantly starting with that beginner's mindset, which is how do I do this? And yeah, it's really good to go back to square one every once in a while. Cause well, one, you learn, like you said, you learn what your limitations are and how to problem solve in new ways but you also appreciate what other people are doing so much more. Yeah, I agree. I think that you really do. Like I, I didn't realize like how different when you're, when you're shooting in different scales, how different it feels opposing Legos. You guys are crazy. Like I was just like, I'm looking at these things. I'm like, Oh my gosh, their elbows don't move. Like, what do I do? Um, and it, again, these sound like little details that shouldn't really matter, but they do. You're again, it's, it's what you're comfortable with. And it just makes me want to shoot Lego more and understand it more and understand that as a, as a process. Um, you know, it's like somebody who's a watercolor painter, all of a sudden starting to do oils and expecting to be just as good as they were at watercolor. I mean, they react to the surface you're painting on differently. They, you know, they're bolder or softer, or there's, there's all these variables and it's no different with something as, you know, like toys. It's the same situation. You know, you're, you're shooting differently. You, you have to think differently. So it's uh and, and it's so funny. I, lo I love the idea of trying to explain this to like artists in the art world. Like some of the people I used to spend time with, I just, I still haven't really done that. And I, I really want so badly. I've got some friends who I'm very, very, very close to still that I, I really want to just sit down and have like a real snobby, deep art conversation and then start talking about toys. Like I, I want to do it so badly and just see what the end result is because I really do think that there are a lot of parallels. People don't even realize it. Like there are a lot of brilliant, brilliant, brilliant toy photographers out there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there who are just, okay, this is just a, a shot of a, a toy, the end. And that's, that's cool too. That makes people happy. Um, but there are some people out there who, who there are some brains, man. Oh, it blows my mind once in a while when I'm scrolling through. I'm like, what? Who came up with this? What a genius. So watching the toy photography community as a whole grow into themselves <laughs> in the last 10 years has been really phenomenal from just going from just one or two stars to pretty much the whole, the whole community is really upped its game. And it's it's pretty amazing so i'm that, that must be kind of so cool like i i must say i envy you a little bit like I, I again i've talked about this in the past i i wanted to do toy photography i think i figured it out somewhere a, around 15 years i wanted to do this and it was something that I don't know. I, I don't really have a good answer for why I just constantly pushed it away, but I would just get myself caught up in, you know, work things, busy things, things that I thought were adult things, whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, this past year, just being part of this crew and being part of this group and all the neat, amazing human beings that I've gotten to meet through this. Um, I, I'm, I, 
can't even imagine like what you have done in the time that you've been doing this. Like it's, it, it baffles me. It's absolutely baffling. Uh, you're a freaking legend. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Enough, enough of that. Let's back to Scott. This is the Scott conversation. Yeah, it's, it's the facts though. <laughs> but I'm okay. So I'm super curious how you choose the photographers that you choose to emulate oh to be honest it i would love to say that it's like oh well this person's really talented this person's like really skilled this person's gonna make our podcast look good or what no it's like i steph and i just look around and we're like oh i really want to talk to this person should we do and like I swear that's really what our conversations consist of like it is 100% like just people that we like um and like what they're doing and just want to get understand them more um there's no it's not there's no like application process or anything like crazy where we're sitting there you know dissecting it in a like, okay, that we, we really don't want to do this person because this person is probably not that interesting. It's really, I mean, it's a free for all. Like we were talking the other day um, about like, you know, what we want to do for like season two and whatnot. Um, do we want to keep it black and white or do, do we want to try doing something different? Do we want to, you know, change it up a little? Um, but uh, but still keeping with that shooting in the style of and yeah it's it really has just been I'll be scrolling and I'll see somebody I'll be like this person's really cool and I'll just send it to Steph I'll be like I think we need to talk to them and by we need to talk to them I'm like can you email them and see if they want to go on the podcast um, and uh, and that's really what it ends up being we just have a have a good time with it and uh, and yeah it's sometimes it's just people that we. I started talking to early on. Um, Sometimes I've had a couple already that I realized right before, you know, with Steph is telling me, you know, okay, this is who we're going to be talking to this week. And I didn't even follow them. I didn't even know who they were beforehand. And so I'm sitting there looking through their work going like, Oh, okay. All right. How do I photograph this? You know, how do I, you know, how do I think about this? How do I think this way? You know, I haven't really spent time and I'll, I'll dive. Like I'll go through somebody's feed. Oh, there are a few that we've had on that I definitely spent well over like cumulatively over an hour going through over and over and over again. There are definitely a handful. Now, some of the people we've, you know, talked to and, and done their styles, like I knew beforehand. So it wasn't as big a deal. Um, but there are definitely some that, I mean, it would probably embarrass them to know how much I was like scrolling through their feed. Like every morning, I'm like, you know, right before work, I'm scrolling through and then I get home, I scroll through a little bit more and then go back and do it all over again. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that really is how we pick. It's just fun. It's really just a fun thing. So um, it sounds to me like you're just following your curiosity. Yeah, I really think that's the best way to describe it. It's, it's, you know, if we're interested, we're, we just go for it. And, and that's the same way, honestly, though, that's the same way I am with, with the whole Instagram social media anyway, is, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, the like, follow for follow stuff and things like that. Like, I, I want to follow you because either you're, your photography really interests me. You really interest me. What you're interested in really interests me. I don't care. It's just something about the, you know, the person interests me. Um, and that is sort of the direction I've been thinking in uh, more and more, especially this year. This year, I've really been trying to hone in on that and doing some just digging around Instagram a little better than I think I was before. Before I was just like, you know, I would just wait for people to follow me and be like, oh, okay, this is cool. But, you know, I'm, I'm searching now. I'm searching for weirder hashtags. I'm looking for people who are doing things that are a little, a little out there, a little like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, this is strange. Like even, even things that like make me uncomfortable. Like if I'm like, oh, that's really weird. I'm definitely following them. It's like immediately. Um, because yeah, I, I want to see that. stuff. I want to see things that are different. I want to see things that are unique. 
Um, but I also, I also want to see the fun, you know, Star Wars things blowing up and stuff too. I want to see both. I want to, I want to see both ends of the spectrum. Um, I want the, you know, just the, the fun, simple, like comic book looking ones, but I also want, you know, those, you know, there's some people out there who are just doing some wild, wild things. And they're really thinking outside the box and it, it only makes me want to do it more. Like I really, really want to do that more. So I, yeah. I also appreciate the people who are pushing the the envelope a little bit, pushing the yeah. edges of toy photography into some new and interesting areas. Yeah, I it's it, there's some really cool people right now doing things that are, you know, and I kind of said it in the past to Steph. There's people out there who are doing toy photography in a way that, you know, even the snobby art world could not deny how interesting it is you know what i mean it's like i'm sure that there are people who would like look at some toy photography and like you know like stuff i do and be like okay it's luke skywalker in the woods whatever um but there's there's some really interesting psychological toy photography out there that has some depth and some some meaning (laughs) and it's like whoa (laughs) that's that's heavy wow how'd you get that heavy with a micro machine it's crazy so toys is a form of self-expression right i i agree it really is i mean think about that like that it's it's the form of self-expression that we had when we had no other way to express our feelings <laughs> like when you're little and you can't write and you can't really like draw your feelings you play with things you take things that you connect with and you make your stories and you you feel your feelings through them and whatnot and i mean they do it in in child therapy all the time where they like make a child kind of like relive something traumatic or whatnot through the a toy or a doll or whatever like there's a reason for that and um you know i've i've heard about people um uh vets with ptsd who do this um some of the toy photography stuff and and relive you know traumatic experiences like there is there's something there we connect to this stuff and not just like, you know, not just cause I'm a big baby, which I'm a big baby, but um, it's not, it like, there's something, you know, I don't, I don't like star Wars because I think it's the greatest film of all time. It's not the greatest film of all time. Sorry, star Wars people. It isn't. Um, it's, I love it because it's my favorite film of all time. It's not the greatest and and I will argue that with all my Star Wars friends till I die. It's it's they're my favorite films, and I will I will say that until I die. But I'm not I'm not going to claim that it's the you know it, it is the best work of you know cinematography and you know ever created. It's 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 fun, and and I think but I think that's the same thing with anything like you know with these toys, with these Legos, it's, it's fun. And we connect to them because it, it does take us back. You know, it is how we express. So it is, it does take us back on, on many different levels, but I'm going to push back a little bit on toys only for, so kids, when they play, it's not, it, it is storytelling. It is imaginative play, but it's also work. It's, it's how they work out what oh, happens in the world. Absolutely. There, there's more to it than just the play, which when we say play, it's, I think we think of it as this frivolous activity when, when play, when done well is actually work. And also when work is done well, it's actually more like play. Uh, that's in, when I do my create creating creating with intention workshops, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's digging deep into the personal stories. Like for you, the music, where is that coming from? What are the experiences that we had in our life throughout our years? And how can we bring that to our, our photography and, and bring a personal element to it and, and elicit more of an emotion from the audience than just, oh, that's a picture of a Star Wars recreation of a scene in a movie that somebody's already already done, which is been there, done that. I mean, putting more layers on it, like connecting it to 
personal experiences uh, to mythology, to poetry, to music that moves you to quotes, whatever that might be. I mean, we talk about this in my workshops all the time, but toys are a language and, it, and getting people to use that language in a broader way than just recreating something that's already been. Oh yeah. No, yeah. You're no, you're spot on with that. God, it's like that. Yeah. It is so true. Like it, it doesn't only have to be reliving kind of like how I say it. Sometimes it's about forward thinking as well. Um, and you know, and taking, backward thinking and backward. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it is really fascinating what can be done with these toys and it's you got me to listen to that uh, uh beautiful disaster uh, beautiful is that right? anarchy isn't it beautiful something? anarchy yeah um and he talked about that a little bit uh he does that that whole episode on play and what and i was like <laughs> it really i listened to it twice because i just started like thinking about it um that one it, made me mad. I was so angry it, about that. That one is so funny that you were inspired by it. it I was, was like, Psh. it made me think. It was like it was one of those things where I started thinking about how I how I wanted to do things. It like I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like it was, it it just it got me thinking. It got me thinking a lot. And to be honest, I when I get mad or frustrated or or even like if I like disagree with something, like sometimes that is more inspiring to me <laughs> um, when I start really thinking about it and really breaking it down. I, I can't explain it any differently than that. It's weird, but it just, it, yeah, it just got me, I don't know, really made me start thinking about where, where I want my brain to go. <laughs> What do I want my brain to do next? Clearly, if uh, somebody puts something out there and it creates an emotional response, then that's something you have to, as an artist, pay yeah. attention to because there's something that needs to be examined there for good yeah. or bad. Yeah. Oh, I, it's so true. It's so true. Good or bad. Like, I am a, I, yeah, I am a huge believer in, in just, absorbing anything whether i like it or not <laughs> and using it for for my betterment you know as as a person bettering myself um because you can get you can get positive end results from anything <laughs> anything anything in your life any influence in your life anything you experience um can be turned into something positive and something that helps build you and builds your creative mind and, you know, builds your analytical skills. And <laughs> I feel like it's, it's all, I don't know. I'll, I'll absorb anything. I think honestly, and this goes right back to the photographing like other photographers. It's just, it's just about trying to get as much information in my head as it can possibly hold without exploding. Um, and curious. <laughs> yeah, it, it pays curious. to be curious. Yeah. So Scott, how do you, this whole experience of, of working with Steph on the podcast, doing these um, in the, in the style of taking this deep dive into other people's work. So how, how do you think that's changed your own style? I think it has made me braver more brave. I don't know what the proper way to say that is. Um, it has definitely made me more comfortable with impulse shooting. I will say that and going with the flow. Um, I have become, I haven't been as nitpicky even with my own stuff where I overthink and overthink and overthink and overthink. It's gotten me to uh, think a little bit more just naturally letting things happen organically um it's it's i really think it's it's evolved me as a thinker <laughs> i think that's really what it's done um i look at all different toys differently now i look at um any any type of photography differently now and it's uh 
And I think it's, I think it's going to have a really positive influence. Like I'm going to, when we're taking a little break between seasons um, over the next month or so, I think I'm going to see what, how I want to incorporate some of the things I've learned into my own photography without making a big deal about it, just doing it and just seeing what happens. Um, you know, not sitting there and saying like, Oh, because I tried this, this is what happened. I want to see what happens on its own. Like what it just, what falls out. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've, I've been shaking the tree now for, for a couple months. Like I want to see what, what lands and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked i can't wait to do the next round of this actually <laughs> that will be interesting to see what sticks what what you hang yeah. on to what you keep in your toolbox and what you let go yeah yeah i think it, it will be it'll be interesting to see what kind of things i've i liked enough that they stick around what kind of things kind of fade away because you know maybe there was just something i tried um you know what I don't know, or, or if it will just morph, I, I might have things that I've tried that might morph into something else. Um, I've even thought about after this is all over going back and looking at some of the photos that I took during those sets um, and looking at some of the ones that were a little bit more, a little too my style for me to really consider them and seeing like how I feel about them now, like revisiting. Um, and just playing around because uh, that could be kind of fascinating because I, I don't once I um, once I export the the three images for um, Instagram I, I don't look at that folder anymore I just I close it and then it never opens again um, so it'd be kind of funny to go back and, <laughs> and take a look and see if there's anything in there that's worthwhile are you also considering taking them beyond three yeah I have, I've definitely considered that. Um, I, I did it once and it was, the, it was nine, got a little bit wild and I have definitely been considering doing some bigger ones um, and just seeing what comes of that. Um, I think it's, I think it would be a fun challenge to really do 12 very unique but yet consistent photos. Um, I've done, even the one that I did that was like nine, it was pretty much a, a straightforward story. Like it was a, you know, went right through a series and it all was same location, same everything. But I'm almost wondering if it would be kind of fascinating to try to make a 12 part series that's not like the same character, that's not the same location but somehow make them all <laughs> like fit together like you know almost like a, a, like a mini art show um where you know somebody takes their work and has to present you know 15 images at a show but they're all from different times and this and that but they all work together well um i wonder if i could pull something like that off it's called the red thread scott I know. It's I the know. idea of what what is the thread that's running through all those images that's going to yeah. hold them together. Is it going to be Gosh, a, yes. a character? Is it going to be a, a a style? Is it going to be a point of view? Is it going to be a yeah. what, what what are you going to do? Is it just an energy that it gives off? Is it a concept? Is it a is it a way of thinking? Is it a representative of something? Yeah, it's I think that is can be really, really fun. I think that's what I always loved. That's the one thing I, I do miss work from working in, you know, a gallery and was getting to sometimes put those shows together and, you know, having three artists and trying to find what, what is the, what is the underlying, what is the foundation of this show? Where, what does this show sit on? Why, why are these three artists together? Why did I put these three artists together? And then trying to put that into words was always like, you know, there were many nights I was up just trying to write like, okay, how do I express what I see in these three people that are very different artists, but there's a reason why they belong in the same show titled, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, it was, that was, it was fun. It was fun, exhausting, but fun. And, uh, and yeah, maybe, I don't know. 
don't know. I would love to. I would love to curate a toy photography show somewhere. I was gonna say, why? Mean? Why are you not curating your own toy photography show? Come I on. I don't know. I don't really want to curate my own. I want to curate other people. I want to get like a whole bunch of toy photographers together and like make a make a big explosive show with all kinds of excitement and you know like wine and cheese it's totally too bad you live on the other side of the uh continent because i know totally make that happen for you i know i know maybe i just gotta come over there that's uh, maybe the time has come but it's uh yeah i just i really i think that there's a, a place for that i think uh i would like to i and i would like to you know be part of it happening i don't necessarily need to see my work in it but i would love to be part of the process of it happening um because i think i think toy photography is it's more than i think people realize i think that's that's the the real takeaway i hope people start to see um is it's yeah it's it's odd when you explain it to people and it's odd for people who don't necessarily understand it but um there's there's more to it than just putting a toy on a table and taking a picture of it (laughs) the more people are exposed to it the more they love it yeah i agree I, i i've never had anybody come back and say uh it's really stupid i don't get it like anybody that i've talked to about it has always been like really interested afterwards which i find um it makes me happy it's it's a i think that's a real positive thing um when you find people from different different walks of life and different you know different backgrounds but yet they look at it and they're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's really cool. I get it. I see, I see what's happening here. So it's a neat thing. It is a neat thing. So keep, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you and Steph are going to do a second season of this. Is that what yeah, it sounds like? Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's... The, the SBN, uh, <laughs> Steph's bare necessity is, uh, um, kind of, we made it like a network. So I think, uh, I think now it's basically SBN underscore network at this point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you can find me at FSOP Rebel and there's links to that stuff as well. We post about our shows all the time. We're trying to do it. You know, we post on YouTube because it feels like, you know, it's a visual, a visual thing. So especially since we're really talking about specific photos and dissecting specific photos a lot of the time, we wanted it to be something people could watch. Um, you can still listen to it on, you know, Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. But um, if you want to see it and see the photos we're talking about, it's on YouTube. So it's fun. Uh, that's awesome. I will make sure that we link to all of those, both to Steph and to you in the show notes, as well as to your own podcast and the YouTube channel. So people can find you and follow along and see maybe maybe we can inspire people to do this as well and take their own deep dive into someone else's work and see what they can come up with please do it and then send me the hashtag so i can follow what you're doing because i want to see people doing this like i i hope that people and and feel free if you want like use the hashtags we started using because we basically just did like a hashtag name style and it's jump on that if you see like on my you're like oh i want to try this person's style too use that hashtag i would love to see like other people like playing with this and getting creative and you know it's it's and even for the artists themselves it's a compliment you know having somebody look at your work and try to do their version so yeah have fun with it have a blast go to town (laughs) anything that inspires people i mean you just never know what's going to hit and i think this is is a really interesting idea of just taking a deep dive into somebody else's work running it through your own filter and seeing what comes out the other end so obviously magic so thank you scott so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your style and your background where you're coming from your ideas were totally aligned there i can't agree with you more on most of this so thank you so much thank you for having me on here this is this is really a blast it was i've i've always wanted to chat with you about toy photography so this was this was a good one i was i was really excited feeling was mutual scott yay
So thanks everyone for listening and we will see you for the next episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast and have a great afternoon, evening, and we will keep playing with those toys. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photoblog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening.